Hey look, the PlayStation Drive is starting. While you wait, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and hit the bell icon on YouTube to be notified of future goodness. If you enjoy our show, we'd love it if you gave us a five-star review or rating on your podcast service of choice. To continue the conversation, join the Carpool Gaming Discord, where you can find a wholesome community to have a chit-chat with. For some exclusive content, you can also support us on Patreon. And finally, don't forget to check out the Carpool Gaming website for an awesome range of merch. Links to all that and more are in the show notes, but without further ado, let's get revved up for the PlayStation Drive. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome on in to the PlayStation Drive episode 136, a new beginning with a brand new crew here of the PlayStation Drive. I have, of course, one of your hosts, Ryan Turford, the weather person on the moose, and I am joined by an esteemed gallery of animal friends here. We're going to start with Ron. How's it going, Ron? Doing well, doing well. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. And of course, we got Nagachaka, Mr. Squirrel himself. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm apologizing in advance because I'm sick of being sick. So I might have a dry cough and sound congested, but that wouldn't stop me from showing up tonight. Too excited. Absolutely. And of course, the thunder from down under. Fulia is also here. Hello, Fulia. Hello, everyone. I am also sort of sick, so I might sound a little weird, but I am here. I am excited. It's going to be fun. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have some fun tonight. We're all going to get, of course, people are already asking, Bla- Antics in the chat, already asking, who are these lovely people? Well, you're going to get to know all of them this evening. You'll already know me because, I mean, I'm all from all the other shows already. I've been on the PlayStation Drive before, but I mean, everyone else is new. And we're, you're going to, of course, get to know everyone tonight uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, y'all wrote in so many questions tonight. And of course, we are so appreciative, y'all, for, for writing in questions. So uh, we've got so many to go through. But before we do that, of course, we got a little housekeeping, housekeeping. Uh, we got to, of course, give a shout outs to our brand new patrons joining over at patreon.com slash carpool gaming. Uh, Josh Coltier for joining the exclusive tier on the free trial. You enjoyed that uh, tr- free trial content, Josh. Uh, Laura, who upgraded to the exclusive tier. We got Croco Kyle for joining the gold tier because apparently that's an Austin Powers reference because we like gold, apparently. Uh, (laughs) And of course, the good sir for joining the ad-free tier. All in one tier. Huge shout out to all of our patrons as well. Not just our new patrons. Of course, y'all rock. But without further ado, let's just jump into this. Let's just jump into things, guys. First of all, like how excited... I've been talking a lot. I want to know... How excited are y'all to be here? Like, where's the hype level? Uh, Chaka, give me the hype level. I want you to tell me how hyped you are, man. Hype is out of control, Ryan, just with the amount of questions that came in the last few days, all the support from the community members. It's The love and support is just, it's very overwhelming. But the questions, very excited to dive into them, but we're going to pin it for now. We're not going to jump right into those questions. Um, but yeah, we, we saw the questions and some of them are quite juicy and complex and some of the answers you might like and some of them you might not, but that's part of the PlayStation drive. You're going to get what you get. 
I mean, it also helps that with so many of these questions. Really, like, I love how y'all put it uh, so bluntly by saying we had to do homework with some of these questions because they're That's just like, <laughs> go back and like look up a whole bunch of stuff on like, about like our, our PlayStation profiles and stuff. And it was just like, that's so much work. <laughs> oh my God. You got, please even got the, the notebook. notebook. <laughs> oh my God. I got my notebook ready. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, Fulia, hit me with your, uh, with your hype levels. How hyped are you? About oh man, I am so excited, but I am also a teeny bit nervous. So <laughs> be gentle. <laughs> oh, come on, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I mean, this is of course me doing padding because Pat is also in the chat. Pat in the chat. Pat in the chat. In the chat. Ron, what about you? Uh, where's your hype level at, man? I'm, I'm at a ten. Level nervousness about like a two and a half, three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, you're good. You're good. Like you're yeah. good. Absolutely. We're going to do great here on the PlayStation Drive. So I think it's time for us to get into our topic of the week. I mean, to be fair, this topic of the week probably going to be very short because we got a lot of questions this week. And and this is something I, I did with Matt on the very first episode of the PlayStation Drive. So I wanted to do kind of the same thing with, with y'all since y'all are brand new to the show. In fact, I know Matt did this with Court when Court joined the show as well. Like we, we like to, this is part of the, the PlayStation Drive initiation, as you will. So we are going to go ahead and tell our PlayStation origin stories, how we as a crew got into PlayStation, where kind of our love for, for PlayStation comes from. And, and I'll go first, because of course, you know, this is a, a tale as old as time to the point where if you went back and listened to the first episode of the PlayStation Drive, you would have heard the story already. So I, I will try and keep it brief to give uh, these, these three fine folks all the time in the world to talk about it. So of course, um, around the time the PlayStation 1 came out, I was playing a lot of PC games. I had kind of moved off consoles from the Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis era um, and was mostly playing games on PC, mainly because at the time, you know, Napster was around and a bunch of other stuff was around. And I played a lot of PC games. It was a lot easier to, to just discover new games on PC than it ever was for me to discover on consoles at the time. So um, I was playing a lot of stuff and um, it wasn't really until... You know, I one of my favorite all-time Sega CD games was remastered and re-released for the, the PlayStation 1. Then I knew I had to get a PlayStation. That, of course, is this copy of Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. Um, this is, of course, the original version you can tell because uh, this box is totally falling apart because this was the, the, the last one they had in the store. Um, in fact, the last uh, copy this uh, store ever got of this because it was a shelf copy. So it's totally falling apart. Uh, from from my local GameStop. Uh, but I love this game to death. I played it a ton. Of course, this is a, a turn-based role-playing game uh, that, again, started as a Sega CD game, but got like a remake on the Sega Saturn as well as the PlayStation 1. And it's come to a bunch of different platforms since then. Um, in fact, it's the game I'm making Garrett play right now over on uh, the RPG Cave as part of his uh, backlog. But then the thing that really solidified me with PlayStation after picking up the console with lunar was of course you know we were on this trip in in uh, texas kind of driving around and we stopped at a local circuit city and we saw on the shelf for 20 dollars this copy of final fantasy 7 the greatest hits edition of course with everyone's favorite green banner on it uh and i knew that i had to pick it up because i love role-playing games and i'd heard so many great things about it 
And this game was really the game that brought me all into PlayStation where, you know, I was picking up all kinds of stuff from PlayStation. I really moved away from PC and kind of made my place, the, the PlayStation one kind of my primary platform at that point. And I've really kind of been, you know, someone who's stuck with PlayStation ever since I've owned every PlayStation console, whether it is, you know, the portable consoles, the home consoles, even the weird peripherals, like the, you know, the eye toy or some of the weird controllers you'd get for, for the, the, the PlayStation. Like I'm someone who's always been kind of all in on PlayStation. Uh, and it all really stems from the moment that I kind of picked up that original PlayStation one console. So, um, that's kind of where my love for PlayStation comes from. I know like I could have, like there's some alternate reality out there where I fell down the rabbit hole with the N64, like all my friends did. Cause all my friends had N64s. I was the only person that I knew who had a PlayStation. Um, and I was so thankful that I was that person because I got to play so many great role-playing games and, and games of other genres as well. And, uh, I love the PlayStation for that. So definitely all stemming from the PlayStation one, but I want to hear from y'all. Start with Ron. I want to know your story, man. How did you get into PlayStation in general? So I was already at college uh, my first semester when the launch happened. So I had to miss out on that. So when I came home for Christmas vacation, I had to do the Mad Dash like everybody else trying to get one. Um, at that time, it was pretty much sold out everywhere. Uh, Walmart was out. Babbage's was out. Uh, Funko Land was out. So KB Toys um, was like my last stop, and they actually had quite a few that was left. So I grabbed that, and I think it was Ridge Racer, Battle Arena to Shinden. There was another one in there. Air Combat okay. and Discworld. I wanted Twisted Metal, but they didn't have any more copies. So I was like, I'll just grab Discworld because, you know, the back of the copy looked good. I wish I had, you know, done some research on it because... It did not end up being a good game, but <laughs> everything else was. So um, I don't know, man, from there, it's just uh, I kind of just became a PlayStation guy. I was still a lot with Nintendo at the same time, but slowly I kind of started wanting to stick with PlayStation, and that's where I stayed at. Nice, nice. Uh, Chuck, how about you, man? Well, for me, all right, before you ask for my PlayStation card, just let me finish the story, Okay. <laughs> So I grew up as a Nintendo kid, NES, Super Nintendo. You're shaking your head already. You don't, <laughs> don't ask for the card. Yeah, just, please just wait. <laughs> um, N64 rolled out. So obviously being a Nintendo continued, asked my parents for it for, for Christmas or birthday, got the N64. Um, but at that time, you know, way back in the day before we had video game subscriptions and buying digital games, we used to go to stores to physically buy our games. But at that time, we could also rent video games. But I remember specifically at that time, uh, I think I went to a store called Microplay in the GTA and you could rent consoles. I'm sure you could do that at other stores, but you could rent consoles. Mm -hmm. And it was the summertime. And I remember I was there with my brother and my cousins. And it wasn't even me. It was somebody. I, I think I have the game actually right here. So he picked out this game called Resident Evil 2. And he's like, this game looks cool. Let's just get it. And at that time, I didn't have, we didn't have a PlayStation. So then the guy said, well, you can rent the PlayStation 1. So we did. So we rented the PlayStation 1 and Resident Evil 2. And I fell in love with that game. My, I'm pretty sure my cousins and brother, they fell off of it because at that time, we didn't rent a memory card. So it oh was God. one run. No. So if yeah. you die... 
It's back to the beginning. So they got obviously quite frustrated. But I, there's something about this game, and I'm sure we'll talk about this in future episodes, um, that just hooked me with Resident Evil 2 So I kept playing over and over and over again. And we kept renting it like almost every other weekend. And my dad kind of got frustrated. He's like, why do you keep renting this when you have an N64? And I was like, well, I didn't want to tell him that, well, there's this very violent zombie game that I really need to play. But that's kind of where my PlayStation Origins started. But again, I'm going to disappoint people. So the next generation, I, ha- I finally had some income working part-time. But I was still very loyal, and I bought a GameCube instead of a PS2. And Ron's shaking his head. He, he wants my PlayStation card. Fun fact, you and I did the same thing because I also bought a GameCube before PlayStation 2. Because... As people can see from the hat I'm wearing, I'm a big Metroid fan. So when Metroid Prime came out, I'm like, I have to buy a a GameCube. And that just happened to be before I was ready to buy a PlayStation 2. So I'm kind of in the same boat with you with that one. And again, this is going to be, we won't go into this tangent, but the GameCube has one of the greatest of all times library. So I wasn't regretful with that purchase. And again, I still got 10 bits of PlayStation because I ended up... um, lending my GameCube to a friend and he lent me his PS2. And then that's where I got to experience GTA Vice City, San Andreas. So again, I was getting more, like a little bit of a taste of what I'm missing. So it was already there for PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. There was always a part of me that was like, I I like my Nintendo games, but I'm missing out on some stuff that's not available on the Nintendo platform. And then when I got the Wii... I, I like that system, but that was a system that was like, I made the wrong choice. I really should have gotten a PS3. So I saved all my monies, and then I finally got a PS3 Slim. And the very first game, two games I got, I'm pretty sure, were was Resident Evil 5. Very fittingly so. And then Batman Arkham Asylum. And ever since then, um, been a PlayStation fan. So it was, again, it started off with little hints. Um, but I guess I was just too stubborn to not dive into it. And, uh, I'm glad I'm part of it now though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, actually, it's funny you talked about renting consoles because one of the things that I did was that's where I actually played a lot of N64 games. I rented the N64 a few times from my local blockbuster video in London, Ontario, Canada. And you better believe like I, I that's how I finished, you know, Ocarina of Time and uh, Mario 64 and a, and a bunch of different games. So like uh, definitely that was an interesting route back then where you could just rent consoles and return them. But it was so cool. Like, yeah, like we'd rent them for the weekend and then just play games all weekend and return them when, uh, when it's ready to go back to school on Monday. Which is pretty cool. But uh, Fulia, how about you? Where did you start with PlayStation? Where does your love for PlayStation come from? Okay, so growing up, um, I originally started with a um, Atari. Okay. And that's where my, because this comes, this all comes down from my dad. My dad was pretty big on like playing games and stuff like that. And my first ever gaming experience was on the Atari. And then from there, it went to the NES console. Uh, and I loved playing on that console so much. It also used to live in my room uh, between me and my sister uh, because I had the bigger TV <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, so my, my, my gaming started with, you know, Nintendo and 
Atari, but my first experience with PlayStation was thanks to cousins and visiting family because they would be the ones that actually owned the new gen consoles. So when the PlayStation first was released, um, whenever I'd visit my cousin's house, that's, that's where I would find out about these games. So PlayStation was really big because a lot of my cousins here, most of them are male. And so a lot of them were big PlayStation gamers. Uh, and so that's kind of where I started. And I think I originally started playing like whatever fighter games they had because they were the only multiplayer games they, <laughs> that they had to be able to play. Um, and because they're also older than me, I'd always be nagging them to be like, oh, I want to play, I want to play with you too. I want to play, you know, games with you. And so fight the fighter games were the only games that they <laughs> had available. Um, so I think if I remember correctly, I do remember having uh, played like Mortal Kombat and uh, like Tekken uh like Street Fighter back in back in those days, and I was oh I was the button mashing kid. Like okay. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I started with gaming, especially with fight with fighters. I, it was all about the button mashing because I had no idea what the buttons did. So as soon as I found that they were doing something, I'm like, cool. I'm just gonna press all the buttons at once and just see what happens. Nice. <laughs> um, it works. It works. Yeah, it always works. It gets the job done. It, it does. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does, especially for even even against like some people who have been playing fighting games for a while. The, it's the unpredictability of the button mashing that sometimes will just get you if you're not prepared yeah. for it. Yeah, exactly. And especially because I was under ten years old when I was like, <laughs> I was like around that age, and I'm I'm learning how to play games and like fighting games. It's just that's kind of how I learned. Um, but when we first got our first PlayStation console, uh, I was in my teens and it was this little gem over here, the PlayStation 1. Oh. The baby one. The baby one. The Well, it's just the PlayStation it. 1 with the 1 on yeah, spelled out. Yes. One. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I have that same one as well because, like, I had the original model, but then the disk drive stopped working on mine. So, and but it, luckily, that was back in the day when EB Games had warranties on their console. So I just brought my console in. They're just like, "Well, we have to swap it out, but we only have PS ones available." So I guess you're just we're just going to give you a place PS one instead of like the old <laughs> model. So that's the version I have now too. Yeah. So and yes, Pat. Uh, in the chat says that he has a modded one. I also had this PS1 modded. My parents weren't really the type of like, they weren't earning as much. So obviously they had to find ways to, to keep me and my sister entertained. So they were like, How, what's the best way to get more games without breaking the bank? And so they got it chipped. <laughs> okay. oh, cool. Of course. Pirate cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we were able to buy games that were obviously, you know. Questionable. You know. Just say yeah, questionable. Exactly. But questionable. You, <laughs> listeners can't hear the quotations. <laughs> right. I, I was okay. trying to think of the word. I just didn't know what, <laughs> what right. to come up with. It's they fine. I talked about Napster as well. So, yeah. <laughs> 
It's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of where it's kind of where I started with my uh, with my PlayStation journey. Um, I would say, yeah, that's PlayStation One, PS One, like the old faithful with the no no joysticks at all on this controller. <laughs> It was all about the D-pad. <laughs> but how are you going to play Resident Evil Two without the without the the dual analog sticks or Ape Escape? Like it's just nope. it, it wouldn't have been nope. the same. Wouldn't no, have been the same. no. <laughs> Every everyone plays Resident Evil Two with the D-pad. Come on, the OG. You don't you don't need that. You don't need the joysticks. Good point. Uh, the old tank controls. Yeah. <laughs> the tank controls are better on the D-pad. Ron knows what I'm talking they about. Are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, especially Even when playing- I still play it to this day. I, I always use the D-pad. Even when I play on uh, the PS3, it's the D-pad. It's not a habit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if you play the N64 version of Resident Evil 2, you don't you don't have a choice. Oh, good God. <laughs> not with that joystick. <laughs> yeah. no. no, you definitely no, got to yep. play with the, the, the D-pad on that console. Yep. Good. Oh, man. It's so cool to hear y'all's origin stories. It also sounds like, like we all kind of started around the same time as well, which is kind of cool as well. Like, especially because three of the four of us, I think all started on, on the NES and, you know, older consoles too. So I, I love hearing about all that stuff, but yeah, it's so cool that we're finally all here to sit down and talk about PlayStation. Now it's time to let some of the friends in the car with us because it's time for the carpool. And we've got, Oh, so many questions, you guys. Oh it's, it's it's happening. Let's just, let's get into it. And first of all, these first two questions I'm about to read kind of stem off what we're talking about and kind of, you know, allow us to kind of, you know, introduce y'all to the fold here. We're going to start with Mike blaze Knight 0923 who asked the question, what makes each of you a great fit for the PlayStation drive? I mean, for me, I feel like, you know, I, I'm bringing my wealth of PlayStation knowledge to the, to the, the pool in a lot of ways, you know, being, uh, someone who has really been invested in this ecosystem for a long time. I feel like they, and, and combined with, you know, my, my encyclopedic knowledge of games, I feel like I bring a lot to the table as far as the, the overall knowledge. I also like, um, I'm also the, the type of person that plays almost all the brand new games, which I know we've talked about as a group, like is going to be a theme where not all of us play the new games all the time. And that's totally going to be okay. Like this show is going to be a little bit different when it come when we, we it comes to games we're talking about because we there might be a lot of shows where we just talk about old games and I'm totally cool with that because I love talking about old games but uh, I feel like I'm I'm pretty good for that also I feel like I'm an okay host you know just like testing some dirt off my more than okay more, more than, than okay yeah. more yeah. more than okay yeah so that's why it <laughs> makes me feel like I you know am a good fit for the PlayStation Drive but uh, I want to hear from uh, you uh, Matt Nagyaka. So for me, I'm a, I, I love most, but not, I, I, not all first-party PlayStation games. Um, I'm hoping I'm a good fit because when it comes to the first-party PlayStation games that I do like, I do, uh, and you'll get to know me, I do fanboy pretty hard. Ron knows what I'm talking about. Hashtag The Last of Us Part Two. It's true. He knows. He knows. <laughs> I, I fanboy pretty hard uh, when it is, it's a PlayStation game that I adore. Um, but at the same time, there's some PlayStation games and some of the PlayStation moves that I'm not a fan of. And I won't be, you know, I'll be critical when I need to be critical because I think it's important to have that kind of conversation and dialogue so that we can always push the industry forward and hopefully, um, you know, gets people um, thinking more critically. But man, when it comes to like those first party PlayStation games, like when they hit like Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part One, The Last of Us Part Two, um, Concrete Genie, like when those games hit, 
they hit hard. And in my opinion, you, you will not get another experience like that on any other platform for sure. Nice. Nice. What about you, Fulia? Oh boy. Uh, I'm not a big AAA PlayStation gamer myself. Um, I've dabbled in some, but haven't really gone all in on them. Uh, but I do bring my, you know, my love and my knowledge of indie games that I do also can, that you can also found find on uh, on the PlayStation. Um, and I really enjoy playing a lot of those style of games. I do love platformers. So my love for, um, the, you know, like Sackboy, um, and, uh, Little Big Planet, which was kind of where I first met Sackboy and, you know, um, just like, just mainly a lot of, a lot of platformers, but these days it's a lot more indie games for me. And I love playing them and they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, there's also like some really amazing game developers out there who, you know, deserve a bit more of a spotlight. And that's kind of why I would be a great fit here because, you know, I want to spotlight all those amazing indies. So, yeah, that's, that's what I want to bring to the oh, table. Foya, can I ask you a very important question? Yes. How many platinum trophies have you gotten this year so far? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I know you're coming off very humble. Like, you know, you don't play all the latest and greatest PlayStation games. You're mostly indie games. But can you just tell the internet, just tell everybody in the community, how many Platinum Trophies have you gotten so far? Just curious. Let me, let, let me preface the fact that the Platinum Trophies that I got this year were all indie games and they were all under five hours each. Uh-huh. I got four. <laughs> They're still four Platinum Trophies. trophies. Still Thank platinum you, Ryan. <laughs> Yep. They're still platinum trophies. Yep. All platinum trophies are platinum trophies, regardless. Four platinum four. trophies just four. in January. That's, gotcha. And that's four more than me. Four more than <laughs> me this year. I got zero. Yeah. I was gonna say, right? Yeah, see, I have, yeah, but you I are have, all playing yeah. you are all playing really longer games that are like no 10 excuses. plus no hours. Excuses. I'm playing mm-hmm. shorter mm-hmm. ones. That's mm-hmm. why. Look, mm-hmm. no. oh, okay. <laughs> Look, I'm going to get that platinum for Final Fantasy 14 eventually. I'm only, uh, you know, 4,000 plus hours into the game, but I will eventually get the platinum trophy for it. Okay. One you of these days, it. one you of these days it. it's going to happen. All I have to do is complete 10,000 fates. And I'm already just killing myself just even saying that out loud because that's too ridiculous. So, that's so much work. <laughs> oh my God. You can do it. Yeah. But yeah, just let everybody know that Fulia has four platinum trophies. It's only February. Ron says he has zero. Ryan has zero. I have two, but one doesn't really count because those auto pop from the yep, last of us. It's really <laughs> yes, it's just the auto pop. So really, I just have one. So Fulia, you know, I know acting low key, but she's she, she's the MVP for the PlayStation Drive. Yep, Let everybody know. Yeah. So clearly, Fulia is just carrying the whole team as far as platinums. She is. Oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Ron, how about you? We got to hear from you, man. What uh, what makes you a great fit for the PlayStation Drive? Um, it's similar to you. I mean, I play AAA. I play indie. Um, several genres. As long as it's not a roguelike or a puzzle game or a strategy yeah. game, I'm usually in for it. Um, as Matt will know, if I'm honest about games, if I don't like it, I'll say it. If it's Cheeks, I'll say it. Um, 
And I pretty much get along with everybody. It's, so, yeah, I think I'm a pretty good fit. I like, I like that response. I get along with everybody. I feel like that fits in a little bit. Oh, question from Fulia from the press pool. Go ahead. Hi, hi. First time, long time. Um, please oh, explain no. to those of us who don't know what the meaning of cheeks is. That's true, because <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about either. Do tell. Do tell. So please. when I say a game is cheeks, it's really bad. It's, it's pretty much about as bad as it gets. <laughs> Sometimes I'll say a game is cheeks and I don't really mean it. It's if I'm messing with Nagachaka or Marcus or a few of my other friends. But for the most part, if I say a game is cheeks, that means it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like Ride to Hell Retribution, right? That's that's a classic example. Oh, God. I never played it with the reviews. Oof. That That's one of the worst games I've ever played, along with uh, Big Rigs. Uh, as well as uh, Desert Why Bus. Why did you play it? Why did you play that? Because I have a thing about playing bad games. Like I, I, <laughs> we talked, we did earlier this year. Uh, I played through and beat uh, Bill and Ted's excellent video game adventure, and it was one of the worst video that. games I've ever played in my entire life. So, <laughs> so sometimes I just like to play old games. That's just who I am, or bad games, I should say. In fact, we've got a good one coming to PlayStation next month. Plumbers don't wear ties. Remastered. I saw that in the wish list. I was like, "What is oh, this?" I can't wait oh. for plumbers don't wear ties. Definitely, machine. That's an old uh, 3DO game. In fact, there's an angry video game nerd episode about it, which is really oh good. And it's it, and he did what did it because it's the wor- like the worst game on a 3DO. It's basically you're basically playing a slideshow of photos um, with really bad acting, and it's great. So I can't wait for that game. Oh my God. Good God. Uh, you'll hear about that in March. <laughs> but uh, moving on, we had, we've only gotten to one question, y'all. We got to get, and we're half an hour in. We got to get through some. We can do it. We can do it. <laughs> Oops. Jaden Rose has a couple of questions for us, uh, although we've kind of answered one already with our origin stories. But let's, let's hop into this. So Jaden Rose says, Hello, congratulations on becoming the new host of the PlayStation Drive. I'll be cheering y'all on every step of the way. I cannot wait for the amazing content each of you will bring to the podcast. Cheers to the journey ahead. What motivated each of you to take on the role of hosting the PlayStation Drive? And we'll get to the second question in a second, uh, but I'm going to go back to, to, to Ron. What, Ron, what uh, motivated you to become a host? That was the power of friendship. That's that's all that was. Um, when Sean reached out to all of us and Nagachaka and Fulia were in, that was automatic. Um Honestly, I wouldn't have did it if they weren't going to do it. I would have, I would have said no. So that's that's all that was. Because um, I mean, I'm not a content creator. I don't get in front of the camera, nothing like that. So it was one of those things. Where I was like, well, I can't, I can't sit there and say no with both of them being excited about doing this. So just one of those things, man. You, you know, you, you do stuff for the crew, and and that's what it was. Nice. So again, we're just going to like, we're kind of like the personification here of like the, the Yu-Gi-Oh kind of armbands of friendship. You know, we're going to draw a little <laughs> mark on our hands and we're going to like put them all together and be like friendship. That's us. Yep. Look, I like Yu-Gi-Oh a lot. Okay. We're just, we're, we're expect more Yu-Gi-Oh references on the show going forward. Uh, <laughs> what about, what about you, Nagachaka? What motivated you to become a host for the PlayStation Drive? If you have not signed up for the Patreon, you have to sign up for the Patreon because we actually talked a little bit about this on the latest episode of BTS. Um, but it's just like what Ron said, it is for, it, it honestly was for the power of friendship. Like when the opportunity was there for me to hang out with good friends on a weekly basis, I would have been a fool to say no. And then add that on top of that, where it's talking about PlayStation games, hanging out with this beautiful community at Carpool Gaming. 
I'd have to be a fool to say no. So there's no way I'd pass up on an opportunity for so much wholesome chaos on a weekly basis. Excellent. Because we are here for the chaos. Again, we have to kind of evoke the power of Matt a little bit, evoke the chaos a little bit, because Matt was always really good about bringing the chaos to the show. And I feel like we need to kind of let that memory live on with the show and bring in some chaos a little bit, which is why I go to fool you now, chaotically, and ask you, what, 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 what motivated you to become a host of the show? Is it same kind of reasons as these fine folks? Or you got your own koala-based reasons. Well, you know, I'm not much of a content creator myself, as you can see. But <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Stop. I was just going to say, these, these guys that. might just jump down <laughs> your throat if you say that. <laughs> the drop bear is coming out, okay? Yeah, let's Mm-mm. do let's do 100%. Mm-mm. Hey, only I could be the drop bear. Thank you very much. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, for, for me, yeah, no, the, the, as soon as I found out that I was going to be podcasting with you know, with, with Ron and, and with Nakachaka, I was just like, of course, why wouldn't I do this? You know, uh, it's like being able to, to, to hang out with, with all of you on a weekly basis, just like what Nakachaka said, and just being able to just talk, you know, games in general, even if it's not PlayStation, it's like just, I don't always have very many people to talk games with here. Um, and the only time I get to do that is if I'm at work. <laughs> and even then, it's not really a social setting for me to be able to do that. So this, I feel, even though it may not be a social setting, but to me it is. And I I feel like this is like going to be my way to be able to just talk about the games that I've been playing and, and learning about the games that you all have been playing. Um, but as, as a, like a little side thing for me personally, it's more of a um, a way for me to improve on my own podcasting skills because I also podcast separately with a bunch of friends uh, and on my own. So it, it's a it's a way for me to improve on those skills for myself and and see where that will that will take me in the future. So nice. I like yeah. those reasons as well. I also kind of, I'm starting to feel like, you know, we we are kind of like also like the thumbnail kind of tried to portray where we're kind of like Voltron. You know, we're a team. We're a team of friendship here, PlayStation Drive. And you can expect, just like Lachlan says in the chat, she, she loves the the positivity. We're, we're here about the positivity, friends. That, that is definitely going to be kind of the theme of this show a little bit. Of course, you know, to, to Nagachaka's point from a little bit earlier, you know, we'll, we'll, we will, of course, you know, call out certain things, but we will, we will try and be positive. This is kind of what we're aiming for with the show. But Jaden Rose, this other question is, what was the first PlayStation game y'all ever played? Thank you so much for answering my questions. And we talked about it a little bit with our origin stories. I know for me, I mentioned this exact copy of Lunar, the Silver Star Story Complete was the first PlayStation game that I played. So... What about y'all? What about what about y'all? Is there a game that was different that or d- that we didn't mention? Yeah, Resident Evil Two. I remember uh, Nagashaka said that. Resident Evil Two. At least that's the one I remember. I don't know if there was another PlayStation game that I rented, but not in my childhood memory. This is the one. Again, I, you lucked out. At least it's not the N sixty four version of that game because that's real bad. <laughs> yeah. What about what about you, Ron or, or Fuya? I played a uh, jumping flash demo uh, was the first one oh I God. played. I, I came. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's Jim Ryan's uh, favorite game. I don't know if you knew that, but he said that in an interview. No, it's his favorite I mean, game. I didn't hate it. It was just very. Um, 
I wasn't really sure on it because I mean I didn't really see the point of it really, but the yeah. graphics were like really fresh at the time, so it did its purpose. It got me interested in PlayStation, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I wish um, another demo had probably been there, but Jumpin' Flash was fine. Okay, well you got to get introduced to the platform somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Philly? What was the first PlayStation game you ever played? Okay, well I don't remember what exactly my first PlayStation game was, to be honest. However, um, I <laughs> I do have early my earliest memories of my first PlayStation games that I do remember playing. Um, one of them being this little gym here, Crash Bandicoot 2 oh, on Bandicoot. the PlayStation, okay. which I never finished, but I always... <laughs> These were hard games. It was really difficult. Yeah, <laughs> for, young, for young Fulia, it was a very difficult game. And so this was this was the one thing that I would always be rage quitting but coming back to uh, whenever nice. I was playing it. Um, but the other fond memories and earliest memories of my PlayStation days um, were a couple of the, well, the, well, these two games. Um, oh. Wacky Races. And Bugs Bunny Lost in Time. Dear God, dear God, help us. <laughs> what? Are they not good games? I heard, I heard Wacky Races actually isn't that bad. I don't, oh. Wacky Races was my introduction to racing and to stuff that's similar to kind of like Mario Kart racing. This was my first ever introduction to those type of games. Nice. <laughs> and this was interesting because I don't think I ever got past the first area, which was like the, the introduction <laughs> part where you have to get through the tutorial stage. It was so hard, but I would love to be able to go back and try to like play through it in some capacity because I kind of miss playing them. <laughs> Good God. Oh, just, leave them, just leave them on the shelf. So the tutorial, the tutorial was hard. Is that it? The tutorial was bad? I, I don't know. Maybe just lack of instructions or I just wasn't sure what to do. So maybe adult mm. me would probably know how to play through it properly. Hopefully. 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 Also, I got to get, I got to say, shout out to y'all. For, I didn't mention that to, that we needed to bring physicals, but shout out to y'all for bringing physicals. Also shout out to, to Fulia because I forgot that y'all have different, you know, cover art, box art for the, the Australian versions of games. <laughs> So it's, oh, cool. it's really yeah. cool game to see them over here. They're very different. Yeah, they're very, very cool. different because, like I said, yeah. this copy of Final Fantasy VII looks very different probably than the version you have where it says PlayStation on the bottom instead. So there you go. Well, moving on, I want to bring in the two former hosts of the PlayStation Drive because they both submitted questions this week. And I want to make sure that we, we of course, gave them their, their proper shout-outs. We're start with Matt Sawinski over on Twitter. At Matt underscore Silversoul, who asks, if you could bring back one legacy PlayStation character back, aka Crash or Spyro or so on, uh, out from the uh, for a game outside of their own genre, so a Crash role-playing game, for example, who would you bring back and in what genre? So this is an interesting question because um, I would say I would love to have like a heavenly sword match three puzzle game 
that's what I want. I want like little, little, little oh, gems. And then uh, Andy Circus's head get whenever you get, like match four, come up and be like, excellent. <laughs> and then like, I, and with like the music from heavenly sword in the background, like I kind of, I kind of want like a match three puzzle game based off heavenly sword. But I, 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 want, I want to know what you think. I'm going to start with Naga. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to follow up with that because I'm, I'm very creative. But it's kind of want to try it, to be quite honest. That's quite the pitch. You know what? It would be a game I've never played like before. So I actually kind of like that answer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, clearly, this is just me just playing too many, too much of Microsoft <laughs> Jeweled in order to earn Microsoft Rewards points on my phone. And that's just <laughs> infiltrated my brain somehow. So anyways, continue Nagachaka. Uh, so again, I don't really have much of an attachment to the PS1 legacy characters because again, I just rented the PS1 and just kept playing Resident Evil 2 over and over and over again. So if I had to go through a, a legacy character, I, I don't know, it'd have to be like Cole from Infamous because that's a like that's the most recent memory I have. I know he's not a legacy character, please that don't still be mad. That counts though, because like oh, Matt's question is kind of like a legacy character that's been out of out of the the thing for yeah. a while. So it still counts. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So yeah, I would like a card-based RPG with not just Cole, but just all the infamous characters. Grind. Hold on. I'm not done yet. Just hold on. Let me finish, okay? So Cole's in it. Uh, the the character, main character from Second Son, First Light. They're all in there, team-based, but you got cards. Because we all know that card-based RPGs are S-tier, right? So I would like that. They got different powers, different abilities. Just... Hear me out, PlayStation. Just, just think about it. Just let it cook. I think we can make it happen. I, no, I think Jim, you no. just made uh, Garrett Bland very excited. <laughs> Please don't, Jim. You're welcome. All You're right, welcome. so we've got a card-based role-playing game, and we got a match-three puzzle game. <laughs> Ron, what do you got for us next? Um, <laughs> I would have to bring back uh, Gabriel Logan from Siphon Filter. Um. But I would, uh, I would probably put him in an RPG, kind of like Alpha Protocol, because we don't have oh. any spy RPG representation, and Gabriel Logan would be perfect for it. That's a crazy. good one. That's yeah. like too yeah. good of an idea. I, in fact, I'm mad that that doesn't exist now. It should. <laughs> thank, thank you it for should. doing that because <laughs> I, I love Alpha Protocol, and I really, really would love to. I, I'm so surprised no one stole that idea. No one's stolen that idea since then. So feel free to uh, take it, Jim. Whoever's listening from so take it. Run with it. Good God forbid. Just have Sega just make another <laughs> alpha protocol. Like, what are we doing here? Oh, that would yeah, that would be great. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. Uh for those that don't know, by the way, Alpha Protocol is a game that we talk about on RPG Cave all the time. It's a like a, a Bioware style spy role-playing game with choices and all kinds of cool stuff. It's a great game. Go play it. It's on the PlayStation 3. Uh, but Fulia. What about you? We got we got a, a, a spy RPG, a card-based RPG, and, and uh, a match three puzzle game. What do you got for me? Okay. I'm going to bring it down to the wholesome, cozy side of things. And I'm also going to say I want it to be an RPG. Um, but it's – I know. It's uh, – I want a Sackboy 2D RPG, sort of akin to like a Paper Mario Kind of oh, my God, I want that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Printing money. Oh, please. Please. Look at that. Mm. That so good. would be so much fun. I would 100% play 
a Sackboy Paper Mario style RPG game. Because I'm I'm new to the RPG genre. Um, I've only been playing it in the last like few years. So uh, that would definitely get my attention and I would definitely playing it. More so though, mm, I don't know how much of it I'd want it to be kind of open worldy, but I feel like it needs to be kind of side scrolly in a way. I think side scrolly would be great. A side scroll 2D <laughs> RPG with Sackboy. That's that's a great nice. idea. I never thought yes. about that. Like that's really really good. And we don't really have like an RPG oh. like that on PlayStation. Besides, you know, something like Bug Fables and a couple other like indie style yeah. RPGs. So it would be awesome to see PlayStation go like that. Look at look at this crew. I'm so proud of this crew. All RPGs except for me. All the platforms coming guy. up with great ideas for games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, also, the, my backup one was a um, a uh, Parappa the Rapper skateboarding game like tony hawk i think that would be good too oh, that'd be dope that's actually a really someone, good idea too someone please explain to me who this parappa the rapper is because i am what? so confused so parappa the rapper is a rapping dog from his own video game called parappa the rapper that was on the playstation one it's a rhythm game it's you know it's got okay. rapping uh it's also available they did like a re-release of it on the playstation 4 so i think that, that that you can actually get that now on your PlayStation Five and play it. Although I wouldn't yeah. play that one because the it's very out of sync with the, yeah. the music and it's it's very it's rough. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> no pun intended, because you know it's a dog. Rough. See what I did oh there? god! Oh, <laughs> saying rough. That's what dogs say. Ryan, that was not an alley oop. You did not have to take that. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Anyways. We got Court Lalonde who says, no question, but I wanted to say good luck to you all. I can't wait to listen to the show. And I'm so, so excited for all of you. So shout out to yeah. Court and Matt who shout both were in this week. Matt, yes. Thank you, Court. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Giving us their blessing. Thank you. Next up, we got Mr. Badbit, another PlayStation host who wants to know, I want to know if you're the best fit to run this podcast, so I'm giving you the tough questions. Joe. Who wins in a fight? And we've got two different fights here. We'll start with the first one. Ellie versus Alloy. Who wins in a fight? I'm... So that's the thing. Like, I know, like, we had asked for parameters on, on Twitter. No parameters were defined. So we assume they have all their weapons and gadgets and stuff. So I'm going to say Aloy wins in a heartbeat. 100% over yeah. Ellie. Ellie. Ellie's like battle tested, but she, yeah, like she, she can't compete with someone who hunts it, down yeah, it, robot dinosaurs. Robot yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, it's like exactly. <laughs> exactly. Robot dinosaurs. Like, yeah. not just robots, not just dinosaurs, but robot, robot dinosaurs, dinosaurs that she takes down easily. Like, yeah. it's, yeah. Not no even a, it's not even a discussion. Especially because, like, Mm-mm. don't get me wrong, like the infected from the the Last of Us, you know, they're very dangerous. So that's not to you know diminish that threat at all. But they're not robot dinosaurs. Yeah. So I, I definitely <laughs> exactly. think Aloy. Uh, but Fulia, I didn't hear you full, uh, weigh in on this. Do you agree with us? What do you think? I don't know anything about those two characters because I've never played the games from them, so I have Perfect. no idea. Okay. I can't really weigh in that. on it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll change that. We'll, we'll this is why it. this is why I feel like this question from from Joe. I feel I am disappointing him right now. 
Oh no! Oh no! You're not. No. Don't let Mr. Babbitt say this. No, 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 no. They're available. No. You can play them. So that's that's yes. all. Yeah, that was the purpose of Joe's question to get us yeah. arguing, but we haven't, and then <laughs> to get Fulia to play one of the games from these choices, and the best ones are obviously The Last of Us and the next question. Yep. Which Ryan will read out. <laughs> I was just about to get to it. Yes. So the other fight, Joel from The Last of Us versus Leon S. Kennedy from a myriad of Resident Evil games. Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4. I think it just, Again, just, it just it, depends it's on which. It's not a discussion. It's not a discussion. Yeah, really Leon, Leon, Leon okay. S. Tier Kennedy. Like yep. who roundhouse kicks, monsters, suplexes, grannies and grandpas. Like, yeah. how is this the even German a discussion? Nasty. Come on. Yeah. 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 And look at Joe. Would, okay. I like Joe, but he wouldn't stand a chance, man. <laughs> I, I, he wouldn't. I, he wouldn't. I might and, th- throw a little caveat in here. Oh, I no. feel like if it's Good Leon job. from the beginning of Resident Evil 2, Joel stands a chance against like very green Leon Kennedy, green. like before he kind of goes through that whole transformation he kind of goes yeah. on through Res- that game. Or you become a complete yeah. badass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like by the end of that game where he, you're you're fighting giant crocodiles in the stu- sewers, like forget it. Joel doesn't stand a chance against that person. But so okay, no, I, a good point. Come on, that, like that, that you think sense. But if we're gonna talk about, seasoned about veteran Leon, yeah. Seasoned veteran Leon S. Kennedy at Resident Evil 6, he yeah. he holds his own against Chris Redfield. And if people don't know who Chris, Chris Redfield is, Chris Redfield is the boulder-punching superhero that yep. punched the boulder <laughs> over a cliff. And Leon did not... He kept his own against him. Okay, so Leon S. Kennedy, who can hold his own against crocodiles and monsters, and Chris Redfield versus Joel Miller. I love him, but come on. Like, yep. no competition. All day. All day. And no golf club needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no golf, golf club, club needed. needed. Yeah. Just this beautiful face. Yeah. I have Leo. a feeling we probably both agree with, all agree here with uh, Mr. K-Step, Kyle Stevenson, because like, I'm pretty sure Joe is in the favor of the last of us people be able to beat all these people, but I guess we'll find out. I'm sure uh, Mr. Badbit will have to let us know how well we did if we, if we pass the test. Oh, Joe will tell us. Joe will tell us for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, next know. question comes to us from Marcus O'Neill, who says, this is mainly for Naga Chaka, although I fully expect y'all to weigh in on this question. With comparisons being made to Nier Automata, what is the game that will break your self-imposed promise to not buy new games in 2024, and why is that game Stella Blade? So, uh, Naga Chaka, I give you the floor since this question's uh, aimed for you. I love the question format. A little bit biased towards it. Uh, just to give preface to it. So this year, I have joined the movement with Sean Capri and many dozens of us have also joined this movement where we are not buying new games in 2024 with a few exceptions. So my exceptions, loopholes, explanations, clarifications are I'm not buying new games unless it's games on Game Pass, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Plus Extra, or two games that I already pre-ordered <laughs> before I made this promise which was The Last of Us Part Two Remastered and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And outside of those, plus the games I do play for the Backtrackers, I am not buying new games in 2024 because I have an extensive backlog. And yes, 
<laughs> the movement with all the exceptions. Not all. There's just a few. It's just a few. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like we need to start getting like the sheets that we made for Sean for you as well with the defined I know, rules on it. Do you want me to write one up for you as well? <laughs> no, I got it. I got. I remember. So, with all of my clarifications, I'm not buying new games in 2024. Um, and I have, res- I have resisted quite a few, uh, you know, shout out to Matt Sawinski for, uh, reminding me many times that there's Resident Evil 4 gold edition. I have not bought it. Thank you for reminding me that it exists, even though I wanted it. Um, but to ask, answer Marcus's question, um, before my co-hosts and anybody listening rolls their eyes so far back their heads when I give my response, just, just let me explain. Just let me finish. So I'm a big fan of Nier Automata. And the biggest reason why I love that game is for the plot. And when I say the plot, I actually mean it. It is for the story. Please don't barf, Ron. Please don't tell me it's cheeks. <laughs> Hold in your vomit. But it is because I actually like the story. When I think about Near Automata and the gameplay is good, but that's not what hooked me. So when there's other games that are being recommended to me because they might look like Near Automata, such as Stellar Blade, if it's not by Yoko Taro, who's the director who wrote the story, I don't think I'm going to be interested day one. I might need to play it a bit later. So no, Stellar Blade does not move the needle for me for a day one purchase. I'll, I'm keeping my eye on it because the gameplay looks fun. Uh, but that that's definitely not the game that's going to break me for uh, my movement with Sean Capri of not buying new games. That's definitely not it for sure. Sorry to disappoint everybody. That seems fair. That seems fair. I'm and, surprised. Well, actually, that doesn't surprise me a a lot because I do. We just don't know enough about the story about Stella Blade at this point. So it's like, who knows if that story is any good? It could be like the Ninja Gaiden games where the story makes literally no sense. It was all about to be. Don't don't you don't you let him fool you. Um, but you bear, but you don't play through t- as two B through like the whole the game. The plot has nothing to do with it. The plot yeah. has nothing to do with it. It's like Stellar Blade. <laughs> Garrett will understand. Doctor Bland, he understands. Stellar yeah. Blade. We have nicknamed it Stellar Booty, Booty Blade. That's what everybody's gonna come for. They're not worried about the about the story at all. They're coming yeah. there for the action and Eve. That's it. I, I will, of course, mention. I'll be playing Celebrate this year. So you, you uh, all just have see. to hear about, about it from me, and that, that's just going to be fine. That's so fine. Like, I'll be playing it eventually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Fulia, I think, will play it one day when we just like, she's we'll just add it to the list of games. Just, we got her already. Let's see. The she, she's got a big list of games we're forcing her to play. <laughs> yeah, that's Sorry. fine. It's just the exact problem happens on RPG Cave where every time Garrett comes on the show with me, there's like eight new games added to his backlog every time we every time we podcast together. So that's like my it. backlog isn't big enough. Nope, this is just going to make it so much worse. And you're just gonna it'll be it. fine. You'll get through it. You'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next mm-hmm. up, we got Quaggy, who says, hi, the Where? first time PlayStation Drive listener. I've never owned a PlayStation, but I'm previously playing PlayStation exclusive Final Fantasy 12, the Zodiac Age, if that counts for something. As an icebreaker for the show, which is one game that describes your gaming preferences or proves that games are a work of art? And why is that game near Hatamata? Oh, shout out to Nagachata on that one. What's going on? There you go. Of course, I love the fact that now you're part of the show. So now everyone has like to ask the Nagachaka style questions for the show. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm just gonna come on and say, you know, the way that the, the game that describes Ryan's gaming tastes perfectly uh is a game the known 
as Unicorn Overlord. You know, it's got gorgeous visuals. <laughs> it's got a cool looking story. It's got strategy. It's got role playing game. Like that's like the most Ryan Turford game I've seen in a long time. And that game ain't even out yet. But it perfectly exemplifies <laughs> great, though. everything that I personally love about games. So, you know, get, just get thrown it out there. But but what about y'all? Like, Nagachaka, does, does Near Automata fill this void? Is it Resident Evil 2? Like what, what game feels like, describes like your perfect kind of gaming tastes? Uh, the, that's that's a bit tough uh, to pinpoint it to to one game yeah um but again you know i don't want to go in too deep into the weeds about me talking about near automata resident evil and the last of us if i i, I kind of want to talk a little bit about i he, he mentioned stuff about how games and art and yes those games do come to mind but i, I want to give a big shout out to concrete genie i feel like that's like a game that not everybody um got to experience it's it's a fantastic game I know it's literally an actual game about art, but it, but it truly is one of those shining examples of how um, video games is a beautiful medium. It is quite different and unique compared to television and movies. It's my favorite medium of, of entertainment. And Concrete Genie, you know, there's just something so powerful about the music, the environment, um, and just when you're creating art in that game, it evokes such powerful emotions. Um, and again, it's because you're part of the experience and it's, it's such a, an immersive one. So not my perfect game in the, in the sense that this is the, you know, my top favorite game of all time, but it's a special one. It truly is. And I hope more people give it a chance. Yeah, nice yeah, choice. Underrated. Yeah. You definitely won Seth over in the chat, who, of course, big fan of that answer. Uh, Felipe, what about you? I, I feel like you probably would have like an interesting answer to this question. Um. So for me, it's my... My style of games that I tend to play is very, very wholesome, very cozy style. I tend to play a lot of indie games, but if I'm going to put it, like give it a game name, um, I would probably say Astrobot's Playroom was probably, that's kind of my style of gaming. Like it's platformers, it's like, it's got so many, like it's got, it's bright in its colors. It's beautiful in the way that it's, you know, um, that it's made. Uh, the music also just is amazing. And it, it's also a way of showing off what a console can do, especially that DualSense controller. Like, holy moly. I was blown away when I, you know, playing Astrobot for the first time on my PS5 and all of a sudden, like a whole myriad of things just opened up for me and I absolutely loved it so much and, <clears throat> the the yeah the gameplay of Astrobot is just so adorable and it's also very wholesome as well and it's it's also a very easy plat so go get it <laughs> nice nice I mean it's it's free so exactly yeah, yeah. it comes yeah. with your console so. there you go yeah yeah but uh, I would have paid for it that was a good game yeah mm. um it's gonna be Ghost of Tsushima for me um, okay that really covers all the all the bases from the the gameplay, the soundtrack, the voice acting, the story, the look of it, the environments. Um, that game really is about as great as it gets. When you wanna when you wanna say this is what puts it on that level of art, and for anybody who wants to say that games are for kids, um, yeah, Ghost is just is just a great game all around. 
Nice, nice. Also, the chat keeps telling us this is also Seth's favorite game as well. So that's what I've heard. It's a television. It's a bandit. I haven't I, forgotten. I feel as though this is probably correct. Seth, probably a big fan, goes to Tsushima. So nice. he claims he liked it. I mean, <laughs> I liked that game. So. He Anyways. claims he liked it. Moving on. We got Solo who says, I love trophy names. What is three of each of your favorite PlayStation trophies due to name alone? Also, in the get to know you fashion, what console number did you become a PlayStation player upon? And do you love your portal? So we talked about where we kind of started with our PlayStations. And likewise, I think I'm the only one with the PlayStation portal. Is that correct? Yeah. Playing on my phone. Just just playing on my phone. Yeah. I like the portal a lot. I think it's a good, it's a good device. Um, especially if I want to watch like the, something that I've been doing a lot lately, which is watching movies or TV shows on DVD, like I, James I Cameron's Dark Angels <laughs> season two now available. Yes. On DVD. Yes. Uh, the unofficial mascot of the PlayStation drive. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So looking for it. Yeah. So I do like the, the playing the portal while watching, you know, DVDs and of other things. Actually, I've been watching a lot of DVDs of anime because um, Funimation their service is getting shut down uh, soon. And there's a lot of anime that um, is not on Funimation, but I have on DVD. So I've been going back and watching some of that stuff. Like I've been watching like the Slayers and Escaflone and some other stuff. So I liked doing that while being able to play like Persona 3 Reload or Final Fantasy 14, the, the palm of my hands while I do that. So yeah, the portal's pretty cool, but um, I forgot to do research for this question ahead of time. Um, because there's so many trophies out there and uh, I don't really have any. So, Fulia, you've got the notebook and you pointed to yourself. I also did not have enough oh, got time. The you got the no, platinum. I did not have, I did not have time to level. research titles for trophies. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this one's like a little bit tar- hard because like, unless there was one for us that like specifically came to mind, like we'd have to do some more research. Like maybe, mm. do we want to maybe pin this one for next week's show? Uh, and maybe we can look through some of our trophies some more. Because we, okay. we, we just didn't have enough time to go I did a little bit of that. research, but I couldn't find any like, really interesting we can, yeah. we're gonna, we're, uh, You know what, Solo? We'll pin this for next week. We're going to we'll pin in it and then save that for next week. But uh, Next up, we got Antics, who's got a couple of questions. First off, congrats. Can't wait to see the next volume of the PlayStation Drive come to fruition, even if secrets were kept from us. Seriously, <laughs> though, congratulations, friends. Y'all will do amazing. And then Intix has two questions. What's one PlayStation game that was completely outside of your usual acquired tastes in gaming, but you ended up absolutely loving? And there's a second question, but we'll get to that in a second because I need to scroll over here. You need to get a little, little physical. Because for me, um, when I went to Japan for the first time uh, back in 2014, uh, I, I brought my PlayStation Vita with me and I was going through um, some games that I'd picked up and there's one game I kept hearing about, but how it's great, had great reviews and I just didn't really know about it ahead of time. Uh, that game was Danganronpa, uh, Trigger Happy Havoc. Of course, this is Monokuma. I've, I've a stuffed Monokuma. He, of course, is like the antagonist of the Danganronpa games. Um, and I wasn't really into visual novels at all or even like courtroom style games because this game is very much a visual novel but also it's kind of like phoenix Wright at the same time and also a detective game and they kind of are all like rolled into one 
Um, but this game really won me over in a way I wasn't expecting where I basically played it on the plane ride to Japan uh, and loved every single minute of it to the point where, you know, when I was in Tokyo, when I went to Akihabara, I'm like, okay, I need to track down to see if there's a stuffed Monokuma that I can find to bring home with me. So this is the one I brought. I actually ended up picking up at Super Potato, which of course is one of the world's most famous video game stores in Akihabara and brought this one home with me. Uh, and I got into way more individual novels after that, but it was all because of Danganronpa because honestly, it was a game that I just wasn't like in the genre. I just was not into at all with visual novels. And uh, it really won me over. And that a game, of course, was a PlayStation exclusive for a long time. Of course, now it's on everything. But at the time, played it on the Vita and it was fantastic. But I want to know from y'all if y'all have anything from this. So, Fulia, consult the notebook. What is what what what, uh, what do you have an answer for this one? I, I I literally just wrote it down. Uh, Excellent. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> the um, so I have mentioned that I'm pretty new to the RPG scene. Uh, so I didn't actually think that I would really enjoy RPGs. And um, the the game that really that really um, brain fighting right now. Uh, <laughs> The game that got you into RPGs. The, the, the game that got me really into RPGs and wanting to play it a lot more uh, was Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Let's go. Heck yeah. Let's go. I might not even call that an RPG, but I will go ahead and give you the win on that. Final Fantasy 16 yes. is my first ever Final Fantasy game. I didn't think that I would like it. My workmate was like, just play the demo, just try the prologue, see if you like it. If you like story-based things, you're going to enjoy this. I'm like, okay, let me let me try it out. So I tried the prologue and the story immediately got me so hooked. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to have to buy this day one then. <laughs> And this so, proves like demos work. Clive, Clive and Sid had nothing really to do with does. that. Uh, no, it, the story. It was definitely the story. The you plot, don't Bobby. give. It don't was the give plot. So, yeah, exactly. It was the plot. It was always the oh, plot. Yeah. And her 900 <laughs> pictures of, of Clive. <laughs> Look, Clive had to plot. go dig up that dirt the dirt for the people and then bring the dirt yeah. from here to there. Like that was a thing. The plot, yeah. Ron. Come on. We know that. It was definitely, it was definitely the plot. Um, yeah, no, Final Fantasy 16, just the story was just insane. It was so good. And I did not expect myself to want to play it from start to finish. Uh, and shout out to my community. I played it on stream and it took like, because I was playing it on stream, it, it took me like four months to get through it because of <laughs> the fact that I was only playing it once or twice a week. Uh, but the, the other thing was the fact that off stream, I would then be playing through like side quests on my, in my own time. And I was really enjoying all the side quests as well. So, and just, it was, so the, the scenery of that game was just absolutely beautiful. And like the cutscenes, the, just the storytelling in general, the music. Oh my goodness. It, it was such an amazing game that, now I feel like I want to be like in the whole, like I'm, the RPG side of things. I want to learn more about them. I want to try out new ones and find the ones that really tick with me. So 
yeah, Final Fantasy 16 is 16 is my answer. <laughs> nice. Well, that'll actually play nicely into the, the second question, but we'll get to that in a second because we got to hear from Ron first. Interested to know, Ron, was there a game on PlayStation that kind of turned you around on a genre? Yeah, uh, 13 Sentinels. Um, oh, that's a good one. The, the, the part where it was mostly visual novel, side-scrolling, I was perfectly cool with that. I would play that by itself. But the, uh, the RTS battles... That was originally what kept me away from the game. But uh, one of my best friends kept telling me, you need to play it. The story is great. Don't worry about the RTS part. I'm telling you, just just, just play it. So I caved in and went ahead and got it. And I'm not going to lie. I know that's the, the part that everybody says is the weakest about the game. But I really enjoyed the RTS battles a lot. So that and then on top of the story, as wild as it gets, yeah, uh, 13 Sentinels was that's what turned me around. That, that was great. Yeah. Nice. That's a great pick. Like that's for people who don't know, like who uh, that's one of my favorite games of the last generation. I love 13 Sentinels, uh, especially during those mech battles, Ron, the music. Yeah. Oh my God. The yeah. music during yeah. those, those like battles is so awesome. It's so good. Such a great game, mm-hmm. which is why I can't wait for unicorn overlord. Cause I love vanilla wears games. And that's the reason why I'm stuff. looking forward to that as well. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Nagchaka? And hold on. Is it true that 13 Sentinels is just like Nier Automata in terms of story? Because that's what everybody tells me. It's and it's not just like Nier Automata. The story is better in that game. So I have to check this out. There you out. go. Interesting. Yeah. All right. You, you so, really, really owe it to yourself to check it out at some point. It's really good. It is. All right. That I'm pretty sure I nap that on PS Plus. So still with yep. it. So part of my loophole clarification explanations here we go go. so i'm still good um in terms of a game that i played on playstation i wasn't expecting uh boyfriend dungeon was a game that we played for the backtrackers i think year one and i think it's it's like a hype it's like a mashup of like dungeon crawling plus dating sim so i wasn't i'm not particularly into dungeon crawlers and in terms of dating sims i've never actually played one that's so heavy involved like i've play games that have some dating aspects or like some romance options like in Mass Effect, but nothing like where it's a integral part of it. And I absolutely loved Boyfriend Dungeon. And the dungeon crawling was the part that I forgot about the most, but the dating, how you're flirting with people, the music, I was obsessed with it. And ever since then, I was like, you know what? More dating sim games, sign me up because I had so much fun playing Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, I think there's another game I really want to check out, Thirsty Suitors. I think it gave me like the same vibes. Like, I'm all for that it. Give me, give me them dating games. Yeah, this that was one I played last year that was like really surprisingly good as well. So you should check it out at some point as well because it's another cool RPG. But uh, speaking of RPGs, second question from Antics, which is directed directly at Fulia: What is the first official PlayStation Drive RPG that the Koala? is going to be bugged into playing by the group. So Fine. the three Final of us need to Fantasy. converse a little bit. We've already decided. Ron's yeah, favorite, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Elden Ring. Ron already said it. Elden Ring. That's it. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Fulia would be a big disgusting. fan of Parasite Eve. I feel like maybe that's the direction we go with. Oh, God. We're all over the place. No. <laughs> Looks like we're oh, not as united as, as you thought. <laughs> She so, said Final Fantasy 16. Seven's the ones that make the most sense. Remake. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah. Come on. Let us Did know, Fulia. Who, who are you signing with? Which one is I it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
to be fair, I actually think Nagachaki, you bring up a good point. Because like, like seven remake seems like a great like follow up RPG to sixteen and a way to get yourself get her more into RPG. So maybe that's like maybe that's the direction you go. You'll love the plot. You will love the plot in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I promise. Mm. Even with the ghosts? (laughs) (laughs) She'll love the plot. Okay? Don't worry. Yeah. Good God. Garrett, of course, apologizes on our behalf. (laughs) It's okay. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Garrett. Persona 5 Royal. Yes. Anything in Final Fantasy VII, please. Well, not anything. I'll put all out Persona 5 Royal. That's, that's, no, see, Persona, that's Persona 5 Royal, the thing is, that's, that's tough good. because that's like such a big time commitment. And I would hate to do that to someone who's just getting into RPGs. Like that's a, like that we talk, like Garrett and I talk about it on RPG Cave. In fact, we did a whole episode series about like our RPG Cave beginner's guide um, where, you know, we recommended a bunch of ge- different games that were good for people starting with role-playing games. And we we both discussed, you know, as a group that, and talked about why I think Persona 5 Royal just doesn't really fit in there because it is like a tough ass to be like, hey, person who doesn't like RPGs, all right, now yeah, to get into RPGs, here's a 120-hour game. Enjoy. Yeah. And it's yeah. that's, that's a tough ask. Which, of course, Awesome Dave just swings in with the correct answer, which is Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII, apparently. No, but, Awesome Dave, I said Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake, not Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Good you know what? This is gonna, this is gonna Final be Fantasy VIII over Rebirth Remake, so yeah, oh, good. fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So the real with, answer... For the first time ever, I'm with Dave. I'm the, with Dave. I'm going to play eight again in a horrible junction system. That game so is complete cheeks, but I'll play oh it. God. He said it. He said it. <laughs> You did it. Congratulations. Yep. Um, so all, all we've done is we've really settled uh, fully on the correct answer, which is Plumbers Don't Wear Tides Remastered Edition coming out in March. And that's it. That's done. what we settled on. Done. Perfect. Done. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. We got, oh my God, we got a long one from Drellish who says, I'm so excited to hear y'all for the first time. So for uh, first of all, for y'all, congrats to the three new faces or the three new stooges, question mark. Ryan is more like the Gandalf character here. Um, I was thinking of posting four additional questions. But I'll leave that for the future. Just three questions today, lol. On top of all the other questions that we got going on. And this is very much a Josh thing, by the way. So I'm, I'm chuckling a little bit while reading this. So Josh's first question. I would like to know from each and every one of you, how excited are you to be the new host of the PlayStation Drive? What thoughts go through your minds at my old home trip drive? Now, we talked about that a little bit. because I got y'all's hype level. Yeah. We talked about how, how your motivations and stuff like that. So I feel like probably good to skip past that unless anyone wants to add anything before we move past this one. That hasn't been said. No, I'm good. Cool. Next up, if the new PlayStation Drive was ice cream, what new flavor... Would it be now, and what kind of topping would reflect your individual personalities? What what type of flavor of ice cream is the new PlayStation Drive? I feel like I feel like blue raspberry is probably what I would throw in here as like the the type of ice cream flavor because you know PlayStation is very blue. Blue raspberry is a flavor that I like because you, you got it. It's either that or it's bubblegum flavor, and I'm just I don't know if I like bubblegum flavor ice cream so. I'm going to go with blue raspberry. We're blue raspberry. And I, I feel like, you know, for to, to add a topping for me, it'd probably be like, you know, Oreo pieces. Can you know, you know, that's just, 
you're very reminiscent of my personality, but what do y'all think about this? Am I crazy? I'm going to start with nugget chocolate. What, what flavor of ice cream is the shell, man? My lactose intolerant body has no response to this question. <laughs> it's a little offensive too. Not going to lie. <laughs> Jesus. I'll pass it on. I'll pass it on to Fulia Ron. Nugget chocolate. what about... Me. Where you don't like sorbets or like, you know, dairy-free ice creams. You know what flavors so, taste like. Just because you don't yeah, eat them. Oh, you know same. what these flavors are tasting. They're not the same. Yeah. He, and I'm just reminded the same, that right. they're not the yeah. same. And I'm just reminded that, well, I can't have ice cream. I'm just going to suffer. So I don't, I don't know. Jesus. Sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry, man. I'm with you on that. They're not the same. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even believe that. Sorbet. Yeah. That's not ice cream. Good God. It's gelato. What's... It's it's great. That's it's right. great for the people who don't want to have anything with dairy in it. Fine. You're not wrong. Because it's either yeah, that or no ice right. cream at all. She's exactly. right. She's right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Dr. Chaka officially passed the question to Ron. So, Ron, what flavor of ice cream is the show? <laughs> I thought about this question. I, I, I don't have an answer for that one. That's just, <laughs> that's way over. That's way over what I could. Yeah. Nah. I had to pass. Hopefully, fool you will have something because I don't. Come on, fool you, save us, please. <laughs> you can have ice cream. Have at it, okay? Don't let my lactose intolerant body stop right. you from oh, enjoying so the question. Blue raspberry. We need something else. Blue raspberry. Wow, that's a flavor that is not that popular here in Australia. But anyway, um, I honestly, I'm not quite sure what the PlayStation Drive flavor ice cream would be. To be honest, um, yeah. Like if it if it was if it was me specifically, I would probably say that this would be um, this is more of a kind of like a mocha flavor. It's like a coffee and okay. a, and a chocolate sort okay. of a swirl. You know, we've got we've got the sweetness and we've also got the caffeine hype. So yeah. <laughs> like that's what I feel like. It's like a mocha flavor. And then I would use my personal favorite topping, which is Ice Magic chocolate sauce, which as soon as you put it on, it just freezes on top of the ice cream and you've got yourself a nice hard shell chocolate sauce and it's amazing. I was just going to say, I'm glad you explained that because I had no idea what that was. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Thank you for that? telling ice, us. Yeah, ice cool. Magic is very Australian topic, uh, uh, topping a chocolate sauce topping and it's great yeah oh, hey. okay yeah and if i was to you know add on to that a little bit fully but like if i had to come up with an ice cream flavor for myself i would say mint chip because i'm like you know very cool and and you know relaxed but also you know very you know thoughtful and planning with the you know the chocolate in there so there you go but uh <laughs> hope that's your, your question Good job, right? you saved it you saved it <laughs> And then last last question is, as this is your first time, can you reflect slash look back at your trophy that was your first ever trophy on a PlayStation tro- console? Which trophy and which console and which game? I imagine it's probably a bronze trophy. So uh, I'll go I'll go first because I've got this in front of me. Uh, my very first trophy was from the PS3 when trophies were first introduced. Because I remember that this be, this was a big thing. Um, my first trophy was repair your car from Burnout Paradise. This was a bronze trophy, to, to, to Jarlish's point, for literally awarded for driving through an auto repair in Burnout Paradise, which is literally the first thing you do in that game. So 
there you go. That's that's my first trophy was Burnout Paradise. Repair your car. But I want to know from from y'all, Matt. Do you have your first trophy handy? I did. I did some homework. So it was for Batman Arkham Asylum. Okay. Surprisingly, it was for solving five percent of the Riddler challenges. And the, the reason why I say that surprisingly is because the trophy after that that I got was do a ten hit combo. So that kind of demonstrates, oh, I must have been really bad at combat because <laughs> apparently I can solve Riddler trophies, which are atrociously hard, mm-hmm. but I couldn't pull off a 10, 10, 10 hit combo in the beginning of the game. Who knew? <laughs> nice. Nice. Ron, what about you, man? Uh, mine was going to be uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune on the PS3. It was called The First Treasure. And pretty much you got it for getting your first treasure. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that was one of the first I games. Just played that last year. You did. Nice. Yeah, that was that was one of the first games that got trophies. It was Uncharted, Burnout Paradise, Far Cry Two, uh, Metal Gear Solid Four, and there was like a couple other ones that got. There were those were like yeah. the first games with trophies. I purposely put off playing Uncharted until when they said the trophies were coming. I just waited to play it and then played yeah. it when it came out. Whereas I didn't play Uncharted when it first came out, but I played it when it was on sale, and that was just happened when the trophies came out. So. Same kind of deal. I kind of waited for the, the trophies as well. But Fulia, how about you? What was your first trophy? Okay, so uh, I had to I had to consult with the, my true trophies profile because that was the only thing that would actually show me because I don't remember it. I had to do that too, to be fair. Because <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to wheel out the PS3 yet. and scroll through the trophies. So yeah, the, yeah, same. So <laughs> um, my first trophy was from. Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock on the oh, PS3. Nice. And I have nice. the whole bundle of instruments as well. Um, and the first trophy from that game was called Lucifer's Accountant. Um, beat any song with a final score, which is evenly divisible by six. Uh, oh, God. That <laughs> <laughs> was specific. That's so I still random. understand yeah. the parameters. Yeah, yeah I'm kind yeah. of confused by it, to be honest. I don't know how I got that one, but I got it. That's my first trophy. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, whatever works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got that trophy. It's just yes. confusing. That's really cool. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not gonna go look it up now. He's like, I gotta know. <laughs> Lockless is very impressed with the math. <laughs> Good God. All right. Next question. Just, just straight to my heart from Kevin Ainsworth because this is an Xbox related question, but it, of course it's PlayStation applied. So Kevin asks, what's the first Xbox game you're going to get the platinum trophy for on PlayStation type while crying. <laughs> Kevin's been killing me. <laughs> yeah. He asked this question, by the way, on Xbox drive last he night. He is well. hurt by this. Yeah. I mean, for me, I kind of, the, the thing is I, I, the games we keep hearing that are coming to PlayStation from Xbox are all the games with really hard achievement lists. Like, I don't know if y'all have seen like the Gears of War trophy uh, achievement lists, but like some of those tro- like achievements are ridiculous. So imagine the trophy counterparts for some like the seriously achievement, like that's going to be so much work. So like those would normally be the answers of like the games I would probably play on PlayStation. But... I don't know. Probably Hi-Fi Rush is probably the easiest one. So that's the one I'd say I'd probably go for. But uh, what about y'all? Ron, what's the first Xbox game you're going to get a platinum trophy for? I was thinking Gears of War. Uh, I hear where you're coming from. The achievement list did look crazy, but I missed out on it when the 360 came out. I had 
playing 360 games, but for some odd reason, I never got around to Gears of War. So I'll get it. I'll give the Platinum a shot. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I honestly don't know, but like I can tell you which game I would never get the Platinum Trophy that's from Xbox. It That's Forza Horizon 5, because if I can't even do the tutorial, there's no way I can ever get a Platinum Trophy version for that game. So I don't know. Um, I'm not sure, but if that's the one that's me? never happening, because too hard for me. You can't beat the tutorial for Forza? I mean, feel like there's a story here. Ryan, seriously, yeah, he had a hard time. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, a, it's, it it's was great. great. It's what Ron would say. That tutorial was cheeks. Mm-mm. Oh my Mm-mm. God. My fault. He said it. He said the thing. <laughs> wow. He really was. He was just done with it. He was like, when is this going to end? And why is this taking two hours? <laughs> He's just like, get me out of here. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> he was so done with it. It was, gosh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's the first xbox game you're in a platinum look honestly i don't even know what xbox games are coming to play the answer is they, they haven't announced anything so I was yeah, they haven't announced anything. it might just be right. for now we'll okay see. well if if we get viva pinata then i'll definitely try to get the platinum on that because that game that was so sense. fun and like i would definitely play that in a heartbeat yeah. <laughs> that's a good example i like that i yeah. like your thinking with that i forgot game. about that one yeah, and you know we get, that maybe is just like, hey, what if we get Rare Replay on on PlayStation, which has oh, Eva Pinata yeah. and all kinds of awesome yeah. games in it? That would be really cool. Um, mm. But yeah, it's just the Xbox announcement. It's supposed to happen sometime this week, so like we'll know sometime this week what's happening. But yeah, everyone's just guessing at this point. No one actually knows. Okay, but yeah, don't feel bad. Um, <laughs> ne- next question comes to us from Awesome Dave One Three Three Seven, and here we go. I have a very important question. What is your favorite PlayStation One era RPG, and why is it Final Fantasy VIII? <laughs> I'm just gonna just sorry, Dave. For a second, audio listeners. Sorry, Dave. Audio, yeah, listeners, Dave just, yeah. audio listeners were just shaking our head. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. No. <laughs> How could you, Mm-mm. Dave? Um, you know there are so many great options for this, Dave. Um, I'm going to go with one that I recently fell in love with that I talk about all the time on the RPG cave. So if you've listened to this show, that show before, you already know what I'm going to say. It's Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve is my favorite PlayStation 1 era RPG. When I look back on them, you know, Final Fantasy 7 is great. I love Final Fantasy 9. I love Chrono Cross. I love a bunch of RPGs on that platform. That platform is one of the best platforms for role-playing games. But Parasite Eve, what separates it for me from those other games is just how unique and how it is and just how that formula feels like it shouldn't work, but it works so well. So that's why I I, I kind of set Parasite Eve on a pedestal above the other PlayStation 1 era role-playing games. But now it's time to hear from you all. I'm going to start with uh, start with Ron on this one. What's your PlayStation, favorite PlayStation 1 era role-playing game? Is it Final Fantasy VIII? No, it's, it's, it's not. I'm sorry, Dave. Uh, but um, it's going to be OG Final Fantasy VII. Uh, everything everybody's already said about it, everybody knows it's been out forever. Um, but I would like to give an honorable mention to Sukunin 2. Okay. That game's fantastic. If it was not for Final Fantasy VII, Sukunin 2 would be, my, would be my pick. Nice. Well, what about you, Nagachaka? Don't have too much experience with PlayStation 1 games in general, but I did play Final Fantasy VII OG recently, so by default, 
that is my answer because that's probably the only PS1 generation RPG game. So congratulations, Final Fantasy VII. Excellent. Prepare for that to get changed later this year. I'm sure I'll, I will find a, we will find a way to make y'all play some PlayStation One role playing games. I mean, there are so many good ones on the on even just on the PlayStation Five now. So I yeah, mean. True. At some point, one of y'all has to play Legend of Dragoon so I can have a guest on the RPG Cave who can talk about that gosh darn game because I love Legend of Dragoon as well. That's a really good game. Um, Fulia, the RPG master. What is your favorite PlayStation 1 role-playing game? I don't, I don't think you have an answer to this question, but I felt like I didn't ask anyway. <laughs> she might surprise you. She might. She might. She might. I'll show you the PlayStation 1s I have right now. I literally only have... I've got All-Star Racing. I've got Disney's Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I have Anaconda Cova's Tennis. Let's go. Which was the one game that I obsessed over so much. I loved it that much. Mm, I didn't see that And coming. then the three that I already mentioned, I've only got six PS1 games. I did not play any RPGs. These are not RPGs. <laughs> I RPG mean, like, like? A, a, a tennis game could yeah. be. Yeah. Nah, yeah. No. There's no RPG elements in that. Oh. Yeah. No leveling no. up. No. No. Yeah. No party system. That's fine. No. No gear. Fine. You're not. You're not equipping new pieces of tennis equipment to give you increased yeah. stats. Yeah. Oh my god! What kind of tennis game is this? It was the best tennis game I ever played. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's the answer. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> now I kind of eight. That's the now, answer. Now I kind of want to play back it. But uh I like to play old games, by the way. That's gonna come up a lot on the, over the show for the next couple while. But next up we got Black Wyver who says, Hello, Fab Four. Here are some cues from all of us listeners to get you know to get to know you a little bit better and where you stand, starting with Nagashaka's favorite question in the entire world, The Last of Us Part One versus part two uh now would you fill in the audience uh what's better last was part one or part two how much time do we have ryan <laughs> we, oh, we got half an hour to finish these questions <laughs> in short i love both games there it's, it's definitely one of my most important franchises and ips that i've ever experienced i hold both of them very near and dear to my heart if you haven't played the last of us part one on the ps5 i highly recommend it even though if you played the og the remastered, the the remake is such a new immersive way to experience that story, uh, with the new cutscenes and the combat. It's it's not just a glow up. It is a new experience the way everyone needs to play. But to answer the question, it's got to be The Last of Us Part Two. Hashtag not sorry. I'm not sorry. It's better. Nice, nice. What what about you, Ron? Oh. Um. There was no sequel for The Last of Us. So by default, um, it's the first one. But <laughs> if there was a sequel, which is, there isn't, uh, The Last of Us 1 is going to win because everything everything about it was just was just great. Except for the gameplay. The gameplay was, eh, it was fine. But the story, the characters, everything else was great about it. Um, it's, it's a shame that it did not get a sequel. If only. You, if you, only. Yeah. you didn't like the gameplay? You didn't like the gameplay? Nah, man. You know, survival, stealth, and around. Yeah, that's not oh. really my thing. Yeah, yeah. But the story was great, and that's what that's what got me. Mm. Nice. Um, Fully, have you ever played The Last of Us games? I don't think so, right? Nope. No. Yep. Nope. Have cool. not played we can make that happen. any of so, them. So, from the title alone, 
Unless, what game is better, The Last of Us Part One or Part Two? Um, which do you like better, Part One or Part Two? Just the name. Por qué no les dos? <laughs> I like I like your answer. I like your answer. Um, as for me, I'm gonna actually agree with Ron here because there was no sequel to The Last of Us Part Two, or else I would have played it by now. Because I haven't, I haven't played Last of Us Part 2 because it doesn't exist, apparently. So um, <laughs> Last of Us Part 1 is clearly my pick because I've never played The Last of Us Part 2. Like, I, I'm just I'm just telling you, I've never played that game. Maybe I will yeah. one day. I probably no, should I since I'm part of, part of this show. But it doesn't exist. You should it's play fine. it. You should yeah. play it. You should yeah. play it. That's one of those games where I'm like, ah, I should probably play it. It's well, really like, Ryan actually likes to play bad games. So makes sense. Yeah. Right. Oh, too far, Ron. Yeah, too far. Like, I took it there. <laughs> you, you know, it's, I knew I was going to get him. I knew I was going to get him. <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes Ron's just allowed to be wrong about things, and this is just one of those I am. moments. Yeah, but only uh, one way to find out. I am. It is an opinion. It is. An yeah. opinion. Next up, which PlayStation exclusive game slash franchise is your favorite? I mean, for me. I would have to actually say Infamous. That's probably my favorite PlayStation exclusive franchise. Um, I'm not a huge fan of superhero stuff, but I've loved Infamous and like all three of the Infamous games. Um, And I like Cole as a character as well. Like I kind of miss having Cole McGrath and Zeke and all those, all those fun characters from the the Infamous games doing stuff nowadays. Um, It's a shame they're just stuck on the PS3. So I gotta, gotta give a shout out to infamous that's definitely my favorite playstation exclusive franchise uh what about what about you fulia um what, what's your favorite playstation exclusive franchise i'm going to say the little big planet franchise that's a good one okay. yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're all good fun platformers um just being able to, to run around and just like great collectathons um and yeah just you know all around good cozy fun <laughs> nice nice yeah ron how about you uh, God of War series. There hasn't okay. been a bad God of War for me yet. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like Ascension, but I thought Ascension was good. It wasn't on the level of, of the others, but yeah, so the franchise hasn't let, hasn't let me down. Okay. I have a question for you then before we move on to Nagachaka. Are you a more of a old God of War person or a new God of War person? Or do you like them both equally? <sighs> to tell you the truth, man, I kind of like the, the older Kratos. Yeah. The, the character developed. Kratos, not to just mad all the time and let me slaughter what's in front of me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind it, but yeah, God of War 2018 really made him a made him a good character. Okay, because I, I like the I I agree with you. I like the character depth more with with Kratos and the new ones. Yeah, but God, the gameplay in the original games was so was so much more up my alley than the it was. Games. It was. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm excited for us to have some more God of War talk down there. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm all for that. Yeah. Now, what about you, man? What's your favorite PlayStation exclusive game or franchise? Favorites, The Last of Us. Uh, love that franchise. But but shout out to Ghost of Tsushima. Like that game came out of came. You know, I'd, I'd had mid expectations. I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect from um, that studio. Not that I didn't like their other games, but that combat in Ghost of Tsushima is so visceral and just so addictive. You know, shout out to Seth's favorite game because. There's no way I could put that game down because it was so much fun. Uh, I, the best way I could describe it is like you're Ninja Batman or like <laughs> you, you show up, you walk up and you're telling them, 
I'm not stuck here with you. You're stuck here with me. And I would just wreck people on the hardest difficulty. It was so much fun. So shout out to Ghost of Tsushima. Looking forward to that sequel. Can't wait. Nice. Nice. Well, I'll, uh, they're just waiting at this point for Seth to play it, and then they'll make the sequel. That's how that works. So. I need Seth to get a move on. He's just, holding it up. Come on, Seth. Holding it up. Come on. Get together, Seth. Yeah. All right. Last question from Black Wyver is, if you wanted the listener slash co-host to play one underrated gem, not a triple-A game, by the end of the year, what would that game be? I mean, we, uh, Ron actually said this one already. 13 Sentinels is a game I kind of want the two of you that haven't played it to play it at some point. Um, Cause I love that game. I think that game is incredible. And it, I think that game is really underrated despite the fact that it's got, you know, great praise. Like it's a game. I just don't hear people talking about enough. So yeah. I got, I got to throw my, my hat in the ring, say 13 Sentinels. I would, I of course would just, you know, do the normal Ryan Turford answer of just saying Parasite Eve and just scream that from the rooftops, but there's no really accessible way for y'all to play that just yet. So uh, just wait until that game eventually gets ported to modern consoles. And then I will never shut up about it. But uh, what about you, Fulia? Because I feel like you'd have like a really interesting answer to this one. Like what, what underrated gem do we need to play that we haven't played yet? Okay, so I played this um, last month and this was one of my Platinums and it's called Inked A Tale of Love and it is a puzzle platformer with a rich story about grief um, and about just relationships and the art style is so unique it's it's essentially it looks like they've gotten a blue ballpoint pen and just drew out this whole game and it looks so good and i i feel like it is it's a game that everybody needs to experience it's an indie game and it's available on PlayStation and i'm pretty sure probably on PC as well um, and maybe maybe other consoles I'm not aware of, but it's it's just a beautiful game, and it's so good. I, I loved it so much. I I implore you to please check it out. Um, just even just play through it and see what you think, because I loved it so much. Nice. I'll have to give it a give it a check out. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. What about you, Ron? Uh, Greedfall. Nobody really Ooh. talked about it. But that 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 game was about as about as close as it gets to old Bioware style, and you could tell they were working with a budget, but they really did as great as they could with that small budget they had. Greedfall was a great game, way better than what it probably should have been. Um, I wish more people would play that one. Nice. Yeah, that's one that's been sitting staring at me on my console ever since it was free on PlayStation Plus like oh, last yeah, year. And I'm like, I've just never played that game. But you, you, you're you speaking my language when you talk about old Bioware <laughs> with that game. So got to be interesting. What about you, Nagachaka? Ron, what was the game that we were bullying Fulia to play? To the Moon or Finding Paradise? Yeah, it was To the Moon. Yeah, I I, yeah. I think everyone needs to check out To the Moon. It's a it's a short game. Shout out to Delroy. He introduced me to that game. It's a it's a visual novel, so you know you're mostly click and pointing and very light games. But it's just a I don't want to spoil it, but it's just a beautiful story and yeah, uh, it'll evoke quite a few emotions. And I think everybody needs to try. It. It's only like it's a, it's six hours or so, um, but a beautiful story from a, from a small indie developer. I think everybody should check out To the Moon, Finding Paradise. There's a few other ones. Um, I think fantastic games. Is that third one? Yeah. Yeah. Just play the whole really trilogy. Good. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. All right. Moving on. We got a question from TPR that I have a visual aid to assist us with. So TPR asks, who are your go-to mains in the legendary fighting game known as PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? <laughs> Will we say have a face-off? Of course, play, for those who don't know, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was a PS3 exclusive fighting game in the style of Super Smash Brothers, but with the PlayStation characters on the PlayStation 3 and the Vita, and you can kind of like cross-play between the platforms. Uh, I love that game. I, I, in fact, you know, shout out to Matt, who used to talk about PlayStation all-Stars Battle Royale all the time. Um, and of course, I have the visual aid here, which is, of course, the character screen from PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale in case people don't know who the characters are. So we can kind of run through them here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say, when I used to play this game all the time, my go-to main, which is a weird choice for me, but it's one that uh, I used to love playing as, is Colonel Raddick from the kill zone games which is uh this this little guy over here he's got a cool mask uh he's got like a sniper rifle and grenades and stuff like that and he was like a a really good like long range character that could kind of uh like keep characters pinned and i played them like very tact tactically so uh that was always my go-to character for for playstation all-stars uh the runner-up of course being this little lady over here uh cat from Gravity Rush. Gravity Rush. Um, she, she was my backup when, when they added her as DLC. I thought that was super cool. And I loved playing as Kat. And she had these gravity powers and she threw like chairs and, you know, other objects at people. And it was really cool playing as her. So got to go with Kat. It's my backup. But my main, definitely Colonel Raddick. I definitely wrecked some fools online with Colonel Raddick. But uh, I now pass the floor on because Ron, who is your main <laughs> for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? I would have to take a guess on this because I, I did not play this. Uh, it would definitely have to probably either be between Hihachi from Tekken or Kratos. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe the Big Daddy. But Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It would be between those three for sure. Nice. Uh, Nakchaka, who would be your main in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? Do you have one? I, too, have never played this game. So based off the roster... And based on the fact that I don't know how this game works, I'm just going to say Nathan Drake. And I'm just going to say that would be the best one to pick because he can charm and dance his way through the battle (laughs) royale. Because that's how the game works in my imagination. It's basically like Smash. And you've got uh, Nathan Drake has a bunch of machine guns and he throws like oil cans and stuff at people and blows them up. So he's a fun character. Still works. He's kind of like a a tricky character. But uh, Fuya, what about you? Who's, Who's your main from PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Uh, I three have not played this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but from the, the character choices that I've got here, I mean, Sackboy? Yeah. Could be pretty cool. That's a good one. Um, Maybe Ratchet? Okay. Or is that? Yeah, that's Ratchet, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. And Clank. Clank. Yeah, Clank plays into it a little bit too. Oh, nice, these- nice. Yeah. Um, Delroy asks, is that Fat Princess in the upper uh, left hand here? It It sure is. Fat Princess is in the game too. Again, it was all like all the PlayStation characters that were really popular during the PS3 era. Um, But Ratchet in this game was like very overpowered until they patched him. Uh, But he was he was actually a ridiculous character to play as. And Sackboy plays a lot like Colonel Raddick, actually. He's kind of like a long range character. He uses the poppet to pull different objects in from Little Big Planet and then throw them at people. So that's kind of Clark. Uh, 
Oh, it is Isaac right. Clark. Yeah. 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 He has okay. a, he was a DLC character. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dang. That's that's yeah. tier. Isaac, man. Nice. Oh no. Now I'm kind of thinking Isaac would be pretty tough. I would, I would think. Yeah. He, he was definitely a good character as well. In fact, because <laughs> the four DLC characters were him, uh, Zeus from God of War, uh, Cat, and then this other guy from the, the sequel to uh, like um, that plane game that I'm blanking on because everyone forgot that this game actually came out. Warhawk. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Warhawk. It was the sequel to Warhawk and I can't remember what it was called, but I remember that game being really bad. But uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you know what this means, you guys, because of course we talked about it uh, off camera, but we're all coming to Extra Life this year. So I'm bringing my PS3 and we're playing PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, baby. I'll bring four controllers. We're going to play Let's this go. game. We have to play Let's this go. game because this game is great and y'all are sleeping on it and there's no <laughs> other way to play it and we need to play it together. Because again, it's like Smash Brothers, so it's a great like four-person game to play with people. So we got we to gotta play PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale this year at Extra Life. Let's go. We'll even get TPR involved because TPR loves games like this. But last question of the night we did it guys we made it to the final question this comes to us from fee who asks my question for you all you can only pick one pancakes waffles or french toast because we all apparently know what the correct answer is because of course we do blown up because the correct answer of course we all know it say it with me pancakes toast pancakes come on Pancakes. pancakes yes Thank you, Fulia. No. <laughs> Fulia, right over there. She, she is a woman of taste, ladies and gentlemen. She knows, she knows pancakes knows are up. the best. Pancakes are 100% knows. the best. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you about the chocolate. French toast all day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Here's the thing. Mm-mm. Here's the thing. So here in Australia, uh, waffles is not really that commonly made. So a lot of times everybody, would, and especially because waffle makers weren't really a big thing here, so pancakes is what we ended up making a lot of. And, and my mum always likes to make pancakes because she knows I love pancakes. Right. Um, speaking it's of, right. I've got some in the fridge at the moment <laughs> that nice. I'll have later on. So <laughs> pancakes was the, the, main, the main breakfast food that we would have um, if that was an option. And, and hotcakes from Macca's, McDonald's, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and hotcakes or pancakes, it's just the way to go. We have a dedicated restaurant called The Pancake Parlor here, and it is franchised throughout the oh, state so of Victoria. Okay. It is amazing. They also have crepes available too, and they diversify it from being sweet to savory. So, you know, you can have all sorts of different pancakes. You have so many choices with pancakes. Pancakes are okay. They're, they're, they're third best. Not, you not, I was going to say, pancake is so low on the list. I don't yeah, know how it could be best. at the top of yours. You best. two are so close to being kicked also, off the show. Also, <laughs> if you haven't, you also need to try Japanese fluffy pancakes. Holy oh, moly. Yeah, they, are, they are so thick yes. and jiggly and fluffy. Yes. And, oh, it's so good. I mean, when you see them in Food Wars, Fulia, you're just like, they taste that good in real life. You know, you've found some. Oh, so that's why, that's no, why no. Fulia's team no, pancakes, because no. of no, Food no. Wars. Nug- Nugachaka, oh. don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> Makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Called it out. Okay. Yeah. 
Now I get I've it. I've had pancakes since I was a kid, and that was that's my go-to pancakes. Same, hundred uh-huh. percent. I'm, I'm gonna pass the floor to y'all to exp- try and explain to us why French toast is not third place. We need to know. Wow, uh, it's because French toast is just great. It's S tier. It's elite. You put King's Hawaiian bread, croissant bread, brioche. It's over. No other breakfast bread comes close. Pancake can sit a seat way back. Waffles is close, but it ain't French toast. I was going to say waffles is close just because it's got that thickness, that crunch on the outside. But French toast, S-tier all the way, especially when you got the nice bread that's nice and thick, soft and fluffy. But when you get it fried just the right way with the eggs, so now it's fluffy, savory. And if you're just going to top it off with maple syrup, whatever you're putting it on, you can't. nothing else comes close to it except for waffles. Yes, you get the little pockets for syrup. I do agree with Bowser in that sense. But it still doesn't have that fluff on the inside. And then pancakes... I'm sorry, if y'all if you've ever had a bad pancake, you're never gonna forget that taste when it's super flat, wet, and swaggy. Not swaggy, soggy. Soggy. Swaggy. When you have swaggy. a soggy pancake, then you're <laughs> shout out to Quagmire. When you have like a really soggy pancake and it's wet, you're just like, oh. So even when you do have good pancakes, you'll never forget that. But I've never in my life had a bad uh French toast. So that is why it is S tier. That's way. right, Nagachaka. Talk to him. Talk to him. Well, clearly you haven't had a French toast from the, the college, you know, cafeteria, because I've had fr- bad French toast before. It's not good. So it, it, it definitely might have is used like, the right bread. That's all yeah. it was. That's all I it guess. was. You gotta got that. You had to have a good thick But there's bread. so there's so much variability there when you can just have pancakes that are always consistently good. Yeah, yeah. well, that's not true. Pancakes can be a little too thin. Yeah. I have thin, soggy IHOP ones. That's what I'm talking about pancakes mm-hmm. with three C's in it, thick. What? That's uh, the way it should thin be. Thin pancakes are essentially crepes. This is why you're no, going. You're doing this all wrong. Right. You're going to IHOP no, instead of Denny's, which is the the first mistake you made. Because Denny's is superior to IHOP in every way. Oh, I went to no. IHOP. I didn't mind the pancakes there. They weren't great, but I did go to IHOP when I was in Canada. See, IHOP is fine, but it's like. Go get a Grand Slam with pancakes over at, at Denny's. We your day's gonna be doing well. Let me tell you what. Denny's is high. Denny's is Thanks for the question, Fee. Thanks. <laughs> and a shout lot. out to Pat. Amanda. I don't know why Fee did shout this. Shout out to I don't Pat know why in the chat this. who took me to Beauties because in Montreal, because they had great, great breakfast over there. I and mean, pancakes was obviously on that list. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. Well, anyways. That is all the questions, y'all. We made it to the end Ooh, of the episode. But, be- but before we say goodbye, first off, I got to say huge thank you, of course, to everyone who wrote in questions this week. I really appreciate it. There are so many great questions this weekend. I feel like we got to know the three of you really, really well. And of course, y'all get to know more about me, I guess. And uh, I- I'm so glad we did this. But before we, of course, say goodbye, I got to, of course, say thank you to all of our patrons as well. We're going to start with our ultimate producers, Tony Baker from the Quest 4 Pixels podcast. You can check them out over at youtube.com slash Quest 4 Pixels today. That's the the number four, not four spelled out. And then Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music of the Xbox Drive and this podcast, the PlayStation Drive. You can find a link, his link tree to all of his music down in the description of this podcast. Um, 
as well as all of our ultimate pursuer links can be found down there. Lita Lavaro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team. You can check them out over at phoenixoverdrive.com. And Quagmire humbly reminds you that the best babes are in fact Xeno babes, just like Nagachaka's t-shirt says so. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Jonas Young. And our gold members, Adam K, Anna, Awesome Dave 1337, Bob Blah Blah, Bowza, Brad Moore, Brian Reese, Cecily Carroza, Croco Kyle, Dan and Luma, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Yon32, Marcus O'Neill, Page EP, and Tim Alf. So huge thank you to all our patrons for supporting the show, keeping the lights on, and for being all around awesome folks. Well, now we say goodbye, but before we go, uh, who do I pick? I got to roll a D12 or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, one plugs go. Savoy Prime everywhere. Except for Twitter. It's a boy underscore prime. That's nice. it. Nice. Um, if people want to be PSN friends, is it also Savoy Prime? Do you, do you welcome people to be yep. your friends? Savoy Prime everywhere. Nice. Okay. Oh, Nintendo uh, Switch friends. What's your what's your user ID? <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nagachaka. <laughs> Nagachaka, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, just Nagachaka in the Carpool Gaming Discord and on the Twitters if you want to see stuff about Near Automata, Resident Evil, The Last of Us, and many other things, you can find me there as well. Nice. We don't, we don't give Nintendo Switch friend codes on this show. That's not that's not <laughs> what we do here. Fulia, uh, what about you? Where, where do people find you on the internet? So I'm going to do a lock list and say you can find me at foolishfuji.card.co. That's where Uh-oh. all of my socials are, including my YouTube and Twitch channels, uh, if you want to follow me over there. Um, and, yeah, I'm just... Uh, Foolish Fuji in the Discord. Uh, and of course, my PSN is Foolish Fuji if you want to add me over on PlayStation. Fancy nice. Koala. Nice. Fancy you have to, to keep up with all of Fulia's trophies because she is, in fact, the trophy master of the group. Platinum Queen. Of this yeah. group. Queen. I don't know about everybody else. Just this group. Mm, Platinum Queen. Yeah. No, Platinum Queen. As for me, you can find me on the old Twitter at Ryan Turford as well as Ryan Turford pretty much everywhere else um, because that's my name. I don't know if you all knew that. Um, You can also find us on Twitter at Carpool Gaming right here, youtube.com slash Carpool Gaming. Of course, podcast services around the globe. So for Savoy Prime and Nagachaka and Foolish Fuji, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 136 of the PlayStation Drive and we're out. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Adios. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of the PlayStation Drive. Now, before you drive off, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and follow us at Carpool Gaming on socials. Don't forget to check out our awesome merch on carpoolgaming.com and you can also support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash carpoolgaming where you'll unlock all kinds of exclusive content. Links to everything are in the description.